Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into this Wednesday edition of the Lombardi Line alongside the one and only Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. We got a great two hours ahead for you. Appreciate you spending your morning with us. Lots of NFL talk to get into. Some big news, uh, layers of news, I guess we could say, with the New York Jets. We've got some trends for this week's betting action in the NFL. And the one and only Harry Gagnon is also going to join us at the end of this hour to get some of Does his best bets. Does he have a cartoon, bets. Stormy? So I'm not sure Does if we're going to have a cartoon. Today? Tune or not today. They have been fire the last couple weeks, Michael. Yeah, they have been. They've been good. I mean, look, anytime you can get a cartoon after you, you know, you're pretty big time, right? I mean, that's pretty good, right? I agree. So maybe that's the one thing we're really lacking on the show is, Michael, you need your own cartoon as well. Well, I had, you know, I got to say this, you know, my man from the the Simpsons, uh, the executive producer of the Simpsons is a huge GM Shuffle fan, Matt Selman. Tremendous guy. He, we had him on the podcast talking about leadership. Very cool. And he put me in one of those, he, he put me in one of those, uh, I think I was a character in one of his thing as a favorite podcast. So I actually made an appearance uncredited, by the way, Stormy, <laughs> uncredited, you know, so, but it's all good. So that's fantastic. So then you have I made used to it. have it as my, I used to have it as my avatar for Twitter. I used to have it up there, but they told me to change it. So I did. That's fantastic. I love it. You're going to have to send me a text of that picture. I want to see it. Um, but, but let's get things started here, Michael, because yesterday we talked a little bit about the Jets and uh, we got the news right as we were on air that Trevor Simeon was going to be added to the practice squad for the Jets and uh, for if you're one of those people out there that said anyone would be better than Zach Wilson then there you go you got anyone but we also heard then yesterday from Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show ESPN's Rich Mm -hmm. Samini giving his perspective on what's going on in the state of the locker room with the New York Jets so uh, where would you like to start I feel like there's oh and Colin Kaepernick of course sent a letter to to Joe Douglas as well saying that he would like to be signed to the practice squad. So where would you like to start? Of course. Well, I think let's start with Simeon. Okay, Okay. let's start with him. Because in 2016, he was supposed to be the heir apparent in Denver. Remember this, right? Mm -hmm. He was supposed to be the guy that took over for Peyton after Peyton won, the injuries, all those things. Started 14 games there. was 8-6 and in the 14 starts. You know, and then after that, it just kind of fell apart his career. Since then, he's had 
since those 14 starts he had in 16, he's had 16 starts over the course of his career, 10 coming the next season. So he hasn't been able to have much success as a starter, but at least he's played, right? At least he's played a lot of games. He's in the two years that he was essentially a starter, he's thrown the ball for over 200 yards per game, which, you know, you can you can hate Simeon at 31 years old all you want, but Zach, Zach Moore can't throw for two. Zach Wilson doesn't throw for over 200 yards a game. I mean, he doesn't even do that. So at least you have a chance and at least he can operate, you know, at least he can operate. You know, last year he started four games for New Orleans. That wasn't a very pretty sight. But, you know, I mean, I think at least he can get you to the game and get you going. I mean, the one thing he didn't do in New Orleans is he had 11 touchdown passes, only three interceptions. Mm-hmm. Now, that would be remarkable if, if Wilson could have done that. So this is an upgrade, and I would suspect the leash is fairly short for Zach Wilson against the Kansas City Chiefs this week. I think it's going to be very quick. I think they'll they'll activate Simeon because one thing Simeon does have is that New Orleans experience, right? Mm-hmm. So he knows Hackett's terminology because that is the exact same terminology they use in New Orleans. And from what I've understood and kind of read about Trevor Simeon over the last 24 hours is that he does pick up on things pretty quickly. So you feel confident from that standpoint. And you even said yesterday, at least he's somebody who can be more accurate and a quick decision maker in terms of him throwing over 200 plus yards. Just to further that point, Zach Wilson's thrown for fewer than 160 yards in 11 games. We know he's had the worst passer rating in the NFL in each of the previous two years where he was the regular starter. He's also started this season as the worst passer rating in the NFL. Two touchdowns, four interceptions so far. And you look at last game where even in the pocket, all three sacks he took, including that safety, were on him. Like There was nothing really that you could blame in those situations except for Zach Wilson. Robert Sala, we know, has kind of doubled down that feels like he's the guy that gives them the best chance to win right now. He did acknowledge in his press conference this morning that, yes, he needs to be better and there are things that he's going to do to be better. But the locker room isn't liking a lot of it right now. And we've seen some um, some instances on the field even where guys are yelling at each other. And Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, he acknowledged that. Here's what he had to say to his teammates publicly. We just need to grow up a little bit. Um, on offense and, and lock in and do our jobs, everybody, and not point fingers at each other. And it's everybody, you know. We don't point fingers at the coaching staff. Don't point fingers at each other. Just get back to work and get the job done. You know, it's, it sucks not being there. It's tough. It is really, it's really hard. He added, Michael, that he misses being there. The leadership piece is something that mm. he feels like if he was there, these things wouldn't be happening. And I mean, of course, of course you believe that, right? But he's unfortunately laid right. up with an Achilles injury in Malibu. Yeah, and not a bad place to be if you're no. laid up with an Achilles injury, right, Stormy? I mean, at least you can look at the ocean. I mean, he's got a hell of a compound there, you know, nice crib. Anyway, look, the you know, it's good to offer advice from afar like you and I do, but at some point, Sala, the head coach, has got to handle this, right? And the longer he goes down this Wilson train, the more we're going to see conflicts on the sideline. As much as I've written about and wanted him to stick with Wilson, Wilson, just his body language, his demeanor, his play really lets you know that after 24 career starts, this isn't going to work. Yeah. This is not going to work. You know, and so I gotta, I, I'd rather... Walsh used to say this to us all the time as coaches and as personnel guys. If you know, it's your fault to keep going. If you don't know, keep going. 
And to me, I, I, when I wrote that three weeks ago, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe Wilson would grow up and change. But now I know. Now I know. And it's time to move on. Because this fallacy of, well, he gives us the best. No, he gives you no chance to win. He gives you no chance to win. There's no evidence out there that he, so, that, that he gives you a chance to win. In his 24 career starts, okay, so he came back against Pittsburgh. He made a couple plays. You know, I mean, the clock's right twice a day, too. A broken clock's right twice a day, too. So, like, you have to move on. And that's called leadership. Okay, we're going to bring somebody in. And now, if Joe Douglas is saying to him, no, I don't want to do I don't want to give up, this is why NFL teams lose. Yeah, I I think and I would hope that just adding Trevor Simeon isn't going to be the last we hear of the quarterback position. Um, And I just keep going back to, Michael, the Robert Sala perspective of it all and the way that he's been so publicly supporting Zach Wilson. Like, I understand that this guy has to start a game for you right now, but that doesn't mean you have to lie to everybody. Like, if this was me and you talking and I was was late to the show every single day, I wasn't doing my research, I I wasn't Mm -hmm. watching games, I have a bad attitude, but then our boss comes to you and says she's the best. Like, you know that that's wrong. You know that that's wrong. And I think that's how the locker room feels feels right now hearing Robert Sala say all these things and making these public comments and ESPN's Rich Samini kind of followed up that thought and he said that this as far as the locker room goes Sala knows what Wilson is but the thing is he's coming off as a Zach apologist and that doesn't play well in the locker room the defense in particular is not happy this defense knows that if any other player was performing his job the way Wilson is performing his that player would be benched trust me there's tension in that locker room there has to be, because what does the leader do? Well, there's four components of leadership, and one of them is called management of trust, that the people you're leading trust you to be honest. They trust you to be forthright. They trust you to have the ability to treat everyone the same, set the standard, hold everyone to the standard, protect the culture. And so when you're lying in front of them, when you're lying in front of them, you lose your leadership skills. You create problems. And every day you do that, if you don't honestly, as a head coach or as executive, if you don't honestly say, when I stand in front of the people that I lead, I have to be honest and I have to tell them the truth. And so why, it's no surprise that the defense has given up over 130 yards rushing the last two weeks. Look, no one's going to play them in an aggressive manner. Now, the Chiefs, obviously, with Mahomes, can do whatever they want to do. But the Chiefs are sitting there saying, look, if we don't turn this ball over, yeah. they can't score more than 13 points. So all we once we get to 24, we're good. Once we get to 20, we're good. I mean, you think New England really was going to take any risk in the set? I mean, Bill punted the ball fourth and in inches at the at the 41-yard line because he knew when he punted it that the chances of them scoring twice or catching them, they had a 13 to it was a 13 to 3 lead when he did it. Not, I'll punt it back to you. You can't do anything with it. In fact, you'll just eat up more clock than I would. I'm not taking any risk. That's the the mentality when you play this team. So with that, Michael, we've already seen the spread be bet up. Uh, Yesterday when we were coming on here, it was a nine-point spread. Today, the Chiefs are favored by 10 at MetLife Stadium, the total at 41 and a half. If if you don't think that the Jets are going to be able to put points on the board and if they get 20, 25, they're good for the day. How does that make you evaluate the betting side of this game? Well, I mean, when I didn't, when I ran my numbers this morning, I had this as a, I had this as a, uh, a thirteen point eight game, okay, just based on the numbers, because here, here's the other problem, 
the Jets' defense isn't playing great, okay? But the Jets, but the Chiefs' defense is. So now you're going against a team that's playing really good defense, probably the best defense that you faced all year. But right, Buffalo is one of the top ranked defenses in the league. New England's one of the top ranked defenses in the league. And now you're going against the Chiefs. You're going to have a hard time scoring points on the Chiefs. So let's say this game is, so let's say they get 10 in this game. Do you think the Chiefs score 24? I, I think there's a pretty good chance they will, based on what I've seen out of the Jets' defense. So I would lean towards taking the Chiefs and not be scared of the points because my my differential says it's 13.8, and the line's, what, sitting right at 10 right now, correct? Yep. yep. It just got pushed over to double digits this morning. Uh, also, in terms of the total, eight of Zach Wilson's last nine starts have gone under, and we all know the primetime unders theme, 132, 87, and four over 60% the last five years. So uh, if you think the Chiefs' defense is going to stifle the Jets' offense and they're not going to have to do that much to have success, maybe that's a lean as well. We We've got to step aside. We'll be back on the Lombardi line in a moment, getting you some updates on some NFL injuries. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here's your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Put the VSIN experts to work for you this football season and start betting smarter with a VSIN Pro subscription. Sign up now and save 40% off our football season special when you use the promo code Lombardi. You'll get access to everything we do this football season, including our daily best bets with the leaderboard to see which VSIN expert has the hot hand, betting splits to show you where the money and bets are moving every game, plus betting systems, premium analysis, and 24 7 video access. Remember to use that promo code Lombardi. That'll save you 40% when you sign up on a football season special 
available today. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. We're rolling along here on the Lombardi line from coast to coast. As always, our guy, Michael Lombardi out on the East Coast in Ocean City. I'm Stormy Bonantoni live from Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. And Michael, we've had a number of injury updates coming in this morning. I feel like that's kind of the trend yeah. on a Wednesday when we get these head coach press conferences. And as if the Miami Dolphins offense wasn't stout enough this past weekend, it looks like Jalen Waddell will be back available. He's going to practice in full. Uh, and if he does that today, we'll clear the concussion protocol. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they they proved that they can score 70 without him. That's kind of humbling, isn't it? How would you like to be yeah. Waddle? Like, where, where, I thought you, you would miss me. me a little bit, right? <laughs> you don't even need me. You scored 70 against me. So, yeah, I mean, the, the this will be a different test, obviously, because we know if you're Waddle, we know that Sean McDermott in three games against uh, Tyreek Hill has held him to 18 catches for 170 yards, which – Based on the way Hills played in game one and game three, that's usually a first half for him, 170 yards. So, you know, that, that'll be a little bit of a different game and they're going to need them. It'll be a different level of defense, too. So uh, I, I think that's important. I mean, these injuries, like, I, I don't know where you want to go next, but Baltimore to me is one of those where you got to be really careful. I think this line. In in Cleveland, I mean, it's it's te- it stayed under three. It's under three, but if they're missing that left tackle, you know, if Ronnie Stanley can't go again, and they have to put Mager out there, or and then the mm-hmm. center can't go again, Lindstrom, then they have to put it the other back. I mean, this is going to be a problem for Baltimore. As great as as Lamar can be, those two injuries, if they miss both those guys, I mean, that's going to be devastating. It's going to be similar to what happened to the Rams when we saw their whole system get broken down because they lost Alric Jackson. You know, when you lose him, I mean, all of a sudden – you know, it becomes a real problem. When you lose Lindenbaum, that's a problem. When you lose Ronnie Stanley, that's a problem. And you put Patrick McCart in there at left tackle. They were going by him like a turntile. Yeah, that whole game for the Rams changed in the third quarter when he went out. And now you look at this this Ravens-Browns game, and especially given how successful the Browns' defense has been and how good they have looked, I, I'd certainly be worried if I was that spot being Baltimore, especially coming off the most recent loss that you had and knowing this is an important division game. Um, another one, we'll keep it going. We got some quarterbacks to update you on. Recently, uh, today, Bryce Young is going to practice as well. He obviously missed last week. Andy Dalton started while... Bryce Young was dealing with the ankle injury, but he's practicing today. Frank Reich saying this morning he seems to be doing well after they worked him out initially yesterday. And Anthony Richardson, um, he's back practicing today as well from the concussion protocol. Not so much for Jimmy Garoppolo. Josh McDaniels would not confirm um, who would be starting. Didn't um, say Brian Hoyer would be it, but we know Aiden O'Connell was kind of like the darling of the preseason. So uh, any thoughts on those quarterback updates? Well, I think if the guy's not practicing Wednesday, then, you know, I think what makes the most sense for the Raiders would be to play O'Connell the way he played. I mean, the team saw him play this summer. They were behind him. And, you know, if he, he's going to need all the reps, Hoyer can stay within the job he has. He doesn't require a lot of reps to run the game plan because he knows the offense. So to me, I don't think it's – I think on a quick change, this is where when you have time to figure out who's going to be the starter – you, you basically can prepare the player. When you don't have time, if you get an injury in the game, Hoyer may be the best player to put in during the game. 
But if you have okay. time, O'Connell should be the best player. He's proven that over the over the summer. He deserves it. I think he he would lift their team up. I think the other injury that you didn't mention in terms of quarterback relating is the Saints signed Jake Luton off of the the practice squad off of the Panthers, which now tells me they want it, they need somebody there, right? And so that means Carr probably isn't going to play. Because when you're signing a practice squad player off another team, you're basically saying that you know you got to have an in, you got an injury here, and you need to address that injury. So I think that's also in the betting market, you know. Yep. So we could see definitely could see, you know, Jameis Winston, and now Luton's on the team with Carr being out. But 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 Stormy, they get they get. Alvin Kamara back. So he's back for this game. Officially reinstated after serving that three-game suspension. So that'll be a big boost to that offense, especially missing Derek Carr. And when he went down, you think about the lead that they had against Green Bay and watch that dissipate before your eyes. With Carr, um, what's your understanding of this AC joint sprain? Is it more of a pain tolerance type of an injury or is it more significant? Well, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, if he if he can't drive the ball and it's his shoulder injury, it's on the shoulder that he throw. If it wasn't on the shoulder that he's not throwing the ball with, it becomes just a pain tolerance thing. If it's the right shoulder, then it becomes, can I drive the football? Can I throw it? Does it affect me throwing? Am I going to re-injure it further? Am I going to do something to it? You know, for me, I think they're better off playing Winston. I think that's why they signed mm-hmm. Luton to bring him in there. He'll be the backup. You know, it's not an ideal situation, especially against when you're coming with with Todd Bowles, who's going to blitz and attack you as like they do. I mean, remember, you know, New Orleans and this Buck team, they've had some great games back and forth. And the Bucks really gave Brady a lot of trouble, if you remember right. I mean, the Bucks used to blitz them and creates. They used to go in there and beat them. You know, so uh, th- this would be a tough game. I think if you're if your car and you know that you're going to get a lot of pressure from from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like they typically do, it, it would be a game you might re-injure it again. So this is also the last week before Jonathan Taylor would be eligible to return from PUP. Mm-hmm. Um Apparently, according to a report from ESPN's Dan Graziano, he still doesn't want to play for the Colts and the Colts, quote, still don't want to give him a long term contract. So uh, we remember Taylor, of course, requested the trade back in July, was given the opportunity to find a trade partner. But when nothing was coming to fruition, ends up getting put on the physically unable to perform list with that ankle missing the first four weeks. Shane Steichen still won't answer any questions in regard to Jonathan Taylor until he's fully cleared. Um, but, But how do you feel like does he stay? Does he go? We were just talking about the Browns with Nick Chubb's injury. Is that a spot that might make sense before the October 31st deadline? How are you looking at this situation? Well, I, I think if you're Chris Ballard, you know that there's two, there, you've got an asset. Okay. And if I trade them now for anything less than a compensatory third round pick, I could get that if I just let them become a free agent. If I franchise them and I've got a ton of cap room next year, then I could control where he gets traded to and somebody's going to have to give me more than a compensatory third. So I have two options that I control with the player. And neither of them says I should give them away. Neither of them say that. So why would I give them away? Why would I make the Browns happy? Now, if the Browns come to me and give me a deal that's equivalent to a first-round pick, we'll trade you a two this year and a two next year, you know, whatever that is, then you have to think about it. But based on what I was told, nobody really came with a significant offer, mm-hmm. especially for a guy whose agent's claiming he should make $17 million a year. 
if you make 17 million a year, you know, it, you, you should get bring something back in value. It's like when people say, well, the you know, the Cowboys are not going to miss uh, digs. Yeah, they are. They just paid him a ton of money. They wouldn't have paid him if they didn't think they were going to miss him, right? They just paid him a ton of money. If, of course, that's going to affect the Cowboys secondary. You know, if you're going to trade away a great player, why would I take a fourth round pick when I know the system is going to allow me to at least get certain things within it? I think a lot of times we start rumors with people that don't know the rules. And meanwhile, Michael, as far as on-field performance goes, I think there was a collective like, wow, we really need Jonathan Taylor week one when you saw the, what, 16 carries for just however many. It was a really bad rushing day that opening weekend. But since then, and Zach Moss returning from the broken forearm, he's performed at a really high level, uh, averaging 105 yards the last two games, scored a touchdown. Like, he's looked really, really solid in that offense. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and and that's what they need. I mean, look, why would they panic? Why are you going to panic? You already played four games without him. You won two of the four. Now you get your quarterback back. Now with your quarterback back with Zach Moss, now you might have a chance. The offensive line's playing much better than it did last year. And, you know, look, they, they went into Baltimore. Yes, it was Baltimore's missing a ton of players, but they found a way to win that game. And that was still without Anthony Richardson, who I think has been probably ahead of schedule from what we predicted Anthony Richardson would yeah. look like to start the year. He's got four touchdowns in five quarters that he's been out there. So uh, I think that they're probably happy that they'll be able to get him back out of the protocol this week, but very interesting situation to keep tabs on in Indy again, this week against the Rams, the last game that he'll, he should be on that PUP list. We've got to step aside here on the Lombardi line, but Michael, I have compiled a number of against the spread trends as it pertains to this week in the NFL. So when we come back, I'm going to hit you with, is the trend your friend? Get your thoughts on those in a moment. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Get 
This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com and check out our current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just action for today, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way, vcin is here to make you a more informed better year-round. You can check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. And here on the Lombardi line. It's time for an update on Lombardi's list. We're going to go through Michael's top five and bottom five teams in his updated power rankings based exclusively on the numbers, Michael. And so we just finished a conversation about the Jets. We talked a little bit about the Carolina Panthers as well. Feels natural (laughs) to start from the bottom here uh, with your bottom five teams who you have updated as the Bears as the bottom of the barrel, followed by Carolina, the Broncos, the Jets and Texans. Take us through it. Well, I mean, when, when I do when I write up my numbers, everything is predicated on what I believe are the key indicators that go towards winning. And we can only go to 32 because that's all the categories, that's all the teams there are. And so some teams, you know, are, are less. That's why when the point spreads get really wider, it's difficult for me to handicap because the only go is low. But mm-hmm. Chicago is by far, I mean, the next closest team to Chicago, when you look at that, the Panthers, there is a, uh, there's almost a 50-point differential, which is really rare. I mean, they're bad in almost every single category. It's it's really shocking when you do it, when you go through it and you look at all the things that matter, whether it's sack percentage, whether it's red zone attempts. Because red zone production, it really doesn't tell you anything because if you don't get down there, what is that? That means you're not moving the football, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got to get there to be able to have an attempt. So go through all that. And then obviously the the Texans moved up, but their defense still is is not quite where it needs to be in terms of numerical grades. The Broncos moved way down. The Jets moved way down because when their numbers just come in, they're not they're offensively. The Broncos are understandable. When you give up 700 points, your numbers are going to gyrate in a 700, 700. <laughs> 700 yards, I meant. I'm yeah, sorry, not 700 good. points. 70 points, 700 yards. They had the sevens down cold. Yep. And, and then, you know, the, and then, like I said, the Texans have improved. They're up to 28. So I think it's a, I think the list is there is a difference between 32 to 28, and there isn't that much of a difference between 28 and 27, so, which is good news, right? That's the good news if you're the Texans. You're slowly moving your way back up the ladder. And the Giants were a team, meanwhile, that moves out of your bottom five despite an 18-point loss in San Francisco where they were outgained in total yards 441 to 150. So I think that says um, a, a lot to me that they somehow improved on your list despite that type of a loss. And the Texans, who won their game, are moving up but not enough to be better than the Giants. I, I wonder what was kind of the distinguisher between those two teams. Well, the difference between the Giants and and New York, uh, Houston and the Giants are one point. Okay, so, so right there, I right mean, there. I could have easily put the Giants, you know, but yep. when when I when I sort it, when I sort it out, it comes out. You know, I just I let I let the Excel spreadsheet sort it. I don't play around with it and let it come out that way, which then allows me because that line 
it then allows me to pr- see the line as it relates to who they're playing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and some of these lines are really tight and some of them, there's a little bit of a margin based on the point spread. So for you, when you look at this Bears Broncos game coming up this week, both teams 0-3 straight Mm -hmm. up and against the number playing each other. But the Broncos are a a road favorite out there at Soldier Field. These are two teams that are your bottom three in the entire National Football League. Does that make it a stay away for you or do you feel like it is truly advantage Broncos? Well, I have the Broncos should be a 5.3 point favorite based on even what they're bad as their numbers are. Wow. And the line's three. So now in my number, I don't equate for home field. I think it's already built into the layer. Mm -hmm. So if you took away two points for Soldier Field, then my number would match up to to the number that's on the board. But I don't think that's really relevant. I think there'll be more boos in Chicago than it will be loud cheers. But look, I mean, Denver's embarrassed. Denver can move the football. I mean, Denver did move the ball. They just their def- I never saw an effort like that on defense. In fact, I had one GM we were talking today about it. Like I've never seen that kind of horrible play by a team that lasted 60 minutes as well like it did. I mean, it, it's embarrassing to everybody in the organization. I mean, they can't they can't really relate to it. They can't handle this. I mean, it's just too bad. They got to come out and play a lot better. Yeah, the defense was abysmal. I can't imagine being one of those guys on the flight back all the way from from Miami to Denver. That's a, a long road, and it must have yeah, been that, an ugly, uncomfortable flight. I mean, if that would have been with the, with me and the Raiders, I don't know if anybody would have been allowed on that flight except for Mrs. Mr. Davis and his family. I think that would have been able to let everybody there. Home. Get your that own way home. That would have been a bad one. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. I believe it. Okay, Southwest let's, Airlines. Here you go. Uh, Buy your own ticket. So bad. Pick your own seat. Stuck in a middle seat. Three hundred pound offensive lineman. It was that kind of day. We um. Well, let's go from from worst to best here in your top five in the National Football League because I I do think this is an interesting conversation topic. You still have the Dallas Cowboys ranked as your top team yep. at this point for the third straight week, despite being upset by the Arizona Cardinals. Kansas City is up from four to two after obviously embarrassing the Bears that they did this past weekend. Bills up from four. San Francisco, despite another win and being one of the three remaining undefeated teams, gets bumped down to four. And Miami has cracked the top five for the first time this season in your rankings, but only number five, despite putting up 70 points. Well, look, my numbers are not based on who won last week. You know, that's where everybody right. else does their power, right? Because if you if you like that, that's where you're going to get a mistake in the betting world. Because if you're reacting to a win... You know, and you move a team up. What was the win? How did they win? What? How did they play? The difference between Dallas and San Francisco on my rankings are twelve points. Twelve really? points. Really? So you, yeah, you could have made San Francisco one. You know, if I would have, if I would have just said, okay, based on last week, who should I make one? I'll make San Francisco one. I'll make Kansas City two. I'll make Buffalo three, and I'll make Dallas four. I just went with the numbers. I just put them out the numbers. I don't care who ridicules it. They're not the best team in football. They lost to Arizona. Their numbers say they're good. And they're slightly ahead of the the San Francisco 49ers, who are in fourth place, and they're only 12 points behind them. So if they played against one another, it would be a very – the line would be pretty much what the line would be. It would probably be a two-point line in one direction, depending on where they played. Miami's a little bit outside of this. Cleveland's a little bit outside of this. Baltimore – you say, well, where's Philly? Where's Philly? Philly's numbers have not been good. 
is even though they're 3-0, and Nick Sirianni's admitted their head coach, they haven't played their best football. Mm-hmm. And that shows up in the numbers. And these numbers are not about, well, you know, they're blowing people out so people are getting junkyards. No, no, no. That's not what the numbers tell you. So, you know, this is why you have to objectively come up with your own numbers and not base it off of win-loss record and what the perception is out there in the media. Because the media every week are going to change. I mean, one week Colorado is going to beat, beat Oregon by 20. The next week they're going to lose. You know, it's like you can't go by that. You have to take subjectivity out of it. And to your point about Dallas still being ranked number one, we talked about it yesterday about how maybe that was kind of the the punch in the mouth wake up call that a team like that needs. They had a lot of penalties. They struggled in the red zone. A lot of things that you didn't expect to see from a Dallas Cowboys team that maybe has to do with overlooking an opponent like Arizona because of the way that that team has talked about. So uh, I think that's Uh, that's telling that they're still number one. I just got a wow here. Uh, Caesar just put it in here. We have a big announcement. We do. Damon Lillard traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Wow. Wow. Just saw it. I mean, that, that, that's got to steal the thunder, right? I mean, I know we only have a minute and a half left to go, but I don't know what we have to figure out who we got traded for. But it, there was some talk. There was a lot of uncertainty about whether Giannis was going to be able to re-up and stay there. Obviously, this trade is reflective of that. So much for James Harden getting traded for the lower. Yeah, they <laughs> laughed at that. Wow. Um, yes. So you, we better will... get your, you better get your Bucks money in. If you want to bet the Bucks now, you better get it in. That number's going to shoot way down with Lillard. I don't know what they gave up, so I'm talking w- without really knowing the full details. We'll see it on Twitter here. But that's that. they were never mentioned in the conversation, were they? No. And I'm I'm slow to pulling up my odds boards right now, um, but the Bucks I see plus four seventy five atop the odds board right now to win the NBA championship. So I don't know. Um, I haven't been keeping an eye on NBA odds deal, boards this it was offseason. Part of a three. Yeah, here's what it, it's so it's a three team deal with Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, and Camaro, and an unprotected uh, Milwaukee first rounder, an unprotected Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee swaps of oh, 28 and 20 and 30 to the Blazers. Phoenix gets Yusuf Norix back, Grayson Allen, Nessar Little, and Keon Johnson. Okay, so Portland trading Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks, part of a three-team trade. They're a plus 475 favorite to win an NBA championship. Sad day for the Miami Heat, who certainly were eyeing to get Dame in their pocket. We'll react to this a little bit more when we come back. Don't go anywhere. This is the Lombardi Line. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.